Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've been making videos and podcasts now for eight years. Eight years. And I've been practicing law for 31. And uh, I also did some talk shows on the radio back in the old days. And I can tell you that I still am shocked to discover there are things out there I'd never heard of before that are still happening in America or that are happening I never heard of at all in the first place. Somebody says, hey, Steve, did you hear about this? I'm like, huh? (laughs) What are you talking about? And so several people sent me this story. And now this is an opinion piece, but it's written by somebody who knows, and we'll get to that in a second. From the Daily Beast, a court just ruled collective punishment is legal in America. Collective punishment. Now, you and I both know that uh, if we break the law and get caught, we'll get punished, right? I broke the law, I get caught, I get punished. You break the law, you get caught, you get punished. Okay, that, that makes complete sense. Collective punishment is where they say, oh, and by the way, we're going to punish your family. Now, <laughs> some of you are already saying, wait, Steve, you're making stuff. This cannot be true. Not in America. I can imagine this in another country. But in America, collective punishment? So Sam Gedge wrote this and says, for, uh, shortly after 5 a.m. on June 9th, 2019, a national rent-to-own van went missing from a commercial lot in Granite City, Illinois. Police pulled the vehicle over a few minutes later. They found a woman and her boyfriend inside, and they had stolen it. No question, they'd stolen it. They were arrested and charged. So a woman and her boyfriend stole a vehicle. Everyday crime in an everyday town just across the Mississippi River from St. Louis. In the days to come, however, things turned from mundane to bizarre. The woman's mother happened to live in Granite City in a home she shared with her longtime partner and two of her grandchildren, who were then a toddler and a baby. Um, Days after her daughter stole the van, the woman and her landlord received a letter from the police department. Regardless of what the landlord thought, the police said the woman and her partner had to be evicted because they were associated with a lawbreaker. They were associated with a lawbreaker. They had to get out of town. This is like right out of like a bad Western. You got 24 hours, get out of town. Now, the woman who'd been evicted here hadn't stolen the van, neither had her partner, nor had the toddler, and the baby wasn't involved either, I don't think. So it didn't matter. The police didn't care that everyone in the house was innocent because Granite City's got a statute that says everyone must go. So this is the topsy-turvy and cartoonishly malevolent world of crime-free housing, which sounds like a good thing, right? We want our housing to be crime-free. These laws are corrosive in reality. Under Granite City's ordinance, police routinely force private landlords to evict entire families if any household member or even a guest commits a felony anywhere within city limits. Oh, by the way, you commit the felony outside of city limits? Different story altogether. Now, in this case, the woman who was involved in stealing the van did not live at this house. It wasn't the house she lived in. But they're still evicting the mom anyways. The daughter had been in town that weekend only because her mother had checked her into the hospital to get her treatment for substance abuse. But when it comes to collective punishment, Granite City doesn't care about little details like that. Meanwhile, 
In 2019, on another occasion, a city ordered an entire family's eviction because one household member kicked a police officer in the shin at a church picnic. The city ordered another household's eviction because one member shoplifted from the Walmart across town, but it was still in town. Another case started when a household member drove drunk. The police even ordered a woman's eviction because her child's father was caught with drugs and he often did care for their son at her home. Between 2014 and 2019, Granite City issued more than 300 compulsory eviction orders against families living within city limits. Many were based on crimes that did not occur at the homes targeted for eviction. So the house or home wasn't the site of the crime, and the person who committed the crime may or may not even live there. But because they're associated with a criminal, they can say, okay, everybody out. This is crazy. This this is crazy. I, I hate to use that word too often, but this is an example of a crazy law. And like I said, I didn't know this happened. I honestly thought this was a, a, a relic of, of bad movies. So in this case, the couple at question here, the, the mother and her partner, uh, did not lose their home because they were represented by the law firm of the man who's writing the piece, Sam Gedge. And also, he's working with the Institute for Justice, who secured a temporary restraining order against Granite City in federal court. And in the months that followed, the city modified its law's most outlandish features. So while they were litigating this case, the city modified the laws to try to get around some of the things they knew they were going to get in trouble for in court. That's my speculation. So then the question is, why should we care about this now? After all, this is 2022. That was 2019. That was was a long time ago. Well, for one thing, Granite City continues to defend its old law vigorously. And in September, the judge in this case ruled that the compulsory eviction regimes like the one in Granite City are fine. They can do that if they want to. The guilt by association angle the court shrugged off as a valid tool of crime deterrence and prevention, which, by the way, is what they say about civil asset forfeiture. Oh, it helps deter crime. A law mandating family-wide evictions was obviously striking in its breadth and reach, the court noted in the case, but curtailing it was not the business of the federal court. The federal court said, that's not our job. It's not our job. Meanwhile, the couple is going to appeal the decision, but their unjust and unnecessary plight puts a spotlight on the underreported fact that crime-free housing laws remain a threat to the rights of thousands of renters nationwide. So often, these laws fall hardest on low-income communities. One leading scholar, for example, has decried the Jim Crow effects of crime-free housing ordinances. Since 2019, the U.S. Department of Justice has been suing Hesperia, California, over a crime-free housing law that the DOJ maintains was racially discriminatory in both intent and effect. Meanwhile, in June 2020, Faribault, Minnesota, paid a $685,000 settlement in a lawsuit challenging racially-based enforcement of its crime-free housing program. Now, despite the court challenges, these types of laws remain pervasive. Uh, There's one in Illinois, poised to convert its three-strikes policy into a more direct one-strike policy. And in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, officials recently pledged to revive a law making it illegal for people to rent in the city if they've been convicted of a felony drug crime. 
Dozens of towns and cities retain crime-free housing ordinances from Illinois to Minnesota to California. That's why we should continue to care, and that's why the couple here are persisting in their fight to ensure that what happened to them cannot happen to anyone else ever again. Sam Gadge is a senior attorney, by the way, at the Institute for Justice in Arlington, Virginia. And uh, they are representing the couple here in their lawsuit against Granite City. And now, whenever you hear a weird story like this, your first question is, wait a second, it sounds wrong. Okay, it sounds wrong. How wrong is it? Why is it wrong? What, what's, what's wrong about it? And a couple things. One of which is, let's suppose that I live in a home in Granite City and I commit a crime. I live in the home, I commit a crime. Can they kick me out of town because I committed a crime? Would that be legal? And that, of course, is the first question. And you'd probably look at that and go, it's either a due process question or a cruel and unusual punishment question. Because remember that, that laws that you know, punish people in America cannot be cruel and unusual. And the question is, how usual is it that people get ejected from town for breaking a law? That's fairly unusual in that I'd never heard of it before. So I think that's unusual. <laughs> I'll use that as my gauge. Is it cruel? I think so. I think telling somebody, uh, you committed a crime, get out of town now. Move. I think that is cruel. It might not be as cruel as some sadistic tortures from the you know medieval times, but it's cruel in the sense of moving is a pain, number one, but being forcefully ejected from your community. Uh, yeah, it sounds cruel to me. But then you ask yourself, but let's go to the next level. Because that first level doesn't strike people, I think, as harshly as it strikes when you say, you are related to somebody who committed a crime. That person is an adult who does not live with you. But we're going to evict all of you, you and your family, from town because someone who is related to you committed a crime. And I'm laughing because that's how absurd it is. And so the idea that, oh, my relative committed a crime. I got news for you, okay, Granite City. Not everyone has control over all of their relatives. And many people have got estranged relatives. And so it very well could be, for instance, I've got five brothers. I've got five brothers. If one of my brothers committed a crime in the community in which I lived, and that got me ejected from the community, that wouldn't seem right. And then I think you get into a due process question because to eject somebody from their home. Now, here's the interesting thing. They're not taking your home from you. They're just telling you you've got to move. Well, the triumvirate, as we call it, is life, liberty, and property. You can't be deprived of your property without due process, although civil asset forfeiture persists. You also cannot be deprived of life without due process, capital punishment, and so on. It's possible in America capital punishment, some states, some states no, Michigan doesn't have it, but it's possible that if you get due process and you're sentenced to death, that will be considered lawful, possibly, under our regime, but liberty, life, liberty, and property, liberty is the idea that you are free to do what you want as long as you stay within the bounds of the law, and by definition, these people are within the bounds of the law. They didn't do anything wrong. 
their relative did. And by the way, uh, uh, how many degrees are we going to go here? Siblings? Children? Nephews? Nieces? Grandnephews? Grandnieces? Cousins? What about people who've got lots and lots of relatives who commit a crime versus somebody who's got no relatives? I mean, there's, there's so many disparate things here. And when you see a law that winds up having all kinds of bizarre results like that, that's another indication there's something wrong with the law. But the biggest thing you have is you have somebody who's sitting in their house doing nothing wrong and a relative that they have no control over does something wrong. That person gets in trouble and the people in this house get ejected. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I'll use that word here and I stand by it. Uh, Like I said, I did not know this existed in America. And the fact that it does blows my mind. But, of course, the fact that it does and it's the Institute for Justice fighting it shows me that it's a worthy cause and and I wish them well. So as they take this up on appeal, this is the kind of thing that needs to be in front of the Supreme Court. SCOTUS needs to look at this and go, that's absurd. That's just absurd. So the fact that it's going on in some of these towns like Granite City and um, Faribault, Minnesota, uh, it might just be not on the radar until now. Until now. So Daily Beast published this. Sam Gedge wrote it. Joshua and Brian both sent it to me. A court just ruled that collective punishment is legal in America. But that's going up on appeal, so we'll see how that goes. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Do not take life too seriously. You will never get out alive.